0: We often associate power with force and dominance, but John 18 reveals a powerful paradox, true kingship found in Jesus' submission, even as he faces betrayal and injustice. Hey fellow creations, it's Elijah here. Welcome to the Bible in Prayer podcast, the show where we simply read the Bible and then pray about it. Bible and prayer are fundamental elements of the Christian faith, and we need to build lasting habits of both of these in our lives. So join us on the Bible and Prayer podcast every weekday as we strive to make Bible and prayer habits in our daily lives. Tap that follow button to subscribe to the Bible and Prayer podcast so you don't miss the rest of the Gospel of John or the future books that we'll be covering. What does it mean to be strong? John chapter 18 showcases Jesus' arrest and trials, yet even in this vulnerable position, he displays a strength beyond earthly standards. Let's explore how his meekness models a different kind of power. Before we begin, let's remind ourselves of the context of the book of John. The Gospel of John is a unique and beautiful portrayal of Jesus Christ, presenting him as the divine word who became flesh and dwelt among us. It emphasizes Jesus' identity as the Son of God, full of grace and truth, and highlights his miracles, his teachings, and his interactions with people, particularly his disciples. Now, John's Gospel aims to lead readers to have faith in Jesus uh, and eternal life, by presenting him as the Son of God, the Word become flesh. Now zooming in on chapter 18 specifically, it recounts Jesus' betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane, his arrest, and the subsequent trial before Annas and Caiaphas, the Jewish high priests. Now, despite his powerful identity, Jesus willingly faces humiliation and injustice so that we can have life. With all that being said, let's dive in and read John chapter 18 together. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, in which he and his disciples entered. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having taken a detachment of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all the things that were happening to him, went out and said to them, Who are you looking for? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas also, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When therefore he said to them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Again therefore he asked them, Who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. That the word might be fulfilled which he spoke, Of these whom you have given me, I have lost none. Simon Peter therefore, having a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus therefore said to Peter, Put the sword into its sheath. The cup which the Father has given me, shall I not surely drink it? So the detachment, the commanding officer, and the officers of the Jews seized Jesus and bound him, and led him to Annas first. For he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Now, it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should perish for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and entered in with Jesus into the court of the high priest, but Peter was standing at the door outside. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought in Peter. Then the maid who kept the door said to Peter, Are you also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers were standing there, having made a fire of coals, for it was cold. They were warming themselves. Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest therefore asked Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where the Jews always meet. I said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. Behold, they know the things which I said. When he had said this, one of the officers standing by slapped Jesus with his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest like that? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, testify of the evil But if well, why do you beat me? Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said therefore to him, You aren't also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being a relative of him, whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you in the garden with him? Peter, therefore, denied it again, and immediately the rooster crowed. They led Jesus, therefore, from Caiaphas into the praetorium. It was early, and they themselves didn't enter into the praetorium, that they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. Pilate, therefore, went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man wasn't an evildoer, we wouldn't have delivered him up to you. Pilate therefore said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is illegal for us to put anyone to death, that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by what kind of death he should die. Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this by yourself, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight that I should be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king, For this reason I have been born, and for this reason I have come into the world, that I should testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? When he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no basis for a charge against him, but... You have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Therefore, do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all shouted again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. All right, that concludes the reading for John chapter 18. A couple of things to notice here. First off, meekness is not weakness. Jesus had the power to call down angels to destroy his captors, we know that. But instead, he restrained his strength and showed what true kingship looks like. Don't confuse meekness with passivity. It's power under the bridle of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has all of his strength, has all of his power, but he's willingly submitting. The second thing that we see here is that submission is actually strength. Jesus submits to the Father's will, even the death on the cross. True strength isn't about self-preservation, but about choosing the sacrificial path that leads to greater purpose and the benefit of others. Examine your own heart. Does it reflect this powerful meekness in your own life? A third thing that we notice here is that Jesus is redefining what kingship is all about. Jesus flips this idea of power upside down. His kingdom isn't about earthly dominion, but about selfless serving completely the opposite of what the Jews were expecting. As his followers, we're called to embrace a life marked by the same humble, sacrificial servanthood. All right, let's go to God in prayer about these things. Heavenly Father, you are good. You are holy and there is no God but you. Thank you for your holy son, Jesus, and thank you for his example of meekness. We don't see Jesus as weak. We see him as powerful and authoritative, but yet willing to lay down his life and willing to submit and to sacrifice for us. Thank you so much for his willingness to be meek while retaining his strength and his authority. Thank you for him being submissive. Uh, to show his true strength. Thank you, Father, for him demonstrating to us what true submission to your will looks like. Because we know it wasn't easy for him. And we know it won't be easy for us to submit to your will. But he's demonstrating that this is what the life of a true servant looks like, is humble submission to the will of the Father. Help us, Father, to submit to your will will and learn that that is what it means to be great in your kingdom thank you for jesus upside down kingdom thank you for the servant nature of our king and how he came to serve us and to die for us to sacrifice his life for us and help us father to follow his example and for our lives as as followers of you to be marked by this true humble selfless sacrificial heart that we can follow in Jesus' footsteps to truly be his disciples, to be disciples of the King. We love him, and we love you as the Father, and we love your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. John 18 showcases a countercultural model of power. While the world seeks force and control, Jesus demonstrates that true strength is found in submission, self-sacrificing love. His meekness reveals a kingship unlike any other. May we surrender our earthly ideas of strength and courageously follow his example. Remember to follow and subscribe and join us next time for John chapter 19. This has been Elijah with the Bible and Prayer podcast. Until next time, we love you all. God bless.